welcome to Powering Through Life, a show dedicated to exploring topics of life that are challenging, that keep us stuck in doubt and mistrust, which can prevent us from living life to our fullest potential and having loving relationships. I'm your host, Teresa Sims, and together with my guests, we bring to life strategies, tools, and ideas that anyone can incorporate easily into their life to promote happiness, better relationships, and personal peace. Our foundation in Powering Through Life is to inspire, motivate, and ignite your dreams to life. Hey, and welcome back again to Powering Through Life. And I have such an incredible guest with me today. We've been having the best chat so far that we did not record, but wow, we're going to get to a good recording today. And my guest is Tamela Apple. Pamela, and, sorry. Sorry? Pamela. Pamela. Oh, excuse me. You, I told you. To, <laughs> let's, okay. okay. My guest today is Tamela Apple. Yes. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Tamela Apple. And she is a positive mindset knowledge broker and keynote speaker from Saskatchewan, Ontario. Or Saskatchewan, Canada. I'm in Ontario. There we go. Uh, she recently began doing keynote speaking to show people how to change the meaning they place on things. That's important. To change their emotional habits and see how a few simple shifts in routine can change their lives dramatically. Oh, this is going to be such a great conversation. Tamala, welcome. Thank you. Tamala? Tamala. 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 See? Yeah. Just like Pamela, but with a T. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Welcome. Yeah. welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh. You know, I had I had struggled quite a lot in my life, and I had some really down points where I was distraught, panicky. I've suffered with depression and anxiety, and I really, I, I found a way out of that, and I really want to support and share that with others. That's fantastic. And our conversation today is based around uh, your journey from depression and anxiety for years and how you changed that focus to positive mindset. And mindset is so key, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. It, it is. It's a it foundation, is isn't it? <laughs> it truly is. Yes. Uh, so Tam, Tamala, who is your favorite author? Oh, gosh, my favorite author would have to be either Tony Robbins. I love him. Or, gosh, there are so, so many. Um, let's see, Michael Singer is really good. Oprah Winfrey, Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle. Um, gosh, there are just so many. Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, Vishen Lakiani. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've got a whole list. <laughs> Which one had the greatest impact on you? The greatest impact would have to be Tony Robbins. And why is that? The way that he explains things and, and shows you and is truly passionate about, about giving the message to you and, and showing you how to do things and, and to change that mindset. And he really had a huge impact on where I am today and who I am. Fantastic. I know he's gotten a little bit of bad press over the last couple of years, but, uh, and, and some people think his, uh, 
reaction or his his manner, his way is a little aggressive and assertive and, you know, all that sort of thing. But sometimes it's actually necessary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the shock, sometimes the shock value, it shocks you into really processing and and thinking about where you're going, you know. And, and it's not, not those pieces that necessarily were what got me. It was the whole mindset um, and how he does that, how he gets you to process what you're going through. And how did that work for you? Do you want to walk us through that a little bit just to share if you'd be willing to how his process changed sure. your thinking? Sure. Well, first, do you want me to tell a little bit about my story first or do you want? Yes, please okay. do. Yes. So I, in my early 20s, I really realized that, you know, I, I was different. My mind, the way that it worked was a little bit different than other people or what I thought was different than other people. And I was writing final exams during summer school in university. And it was my, I was going into my final semester, or I would be in the fall. And I felt so overwhelmed. I was doing really well in school, perfectionist. I studied for my last final for the summer and was exhausted. Went to bed that night and got up in the morning knowing, okay, I'm going to, I have this final to write. And then a thought came into my mind of, oh my gosh, did I bring my bike into my apartment last night? I was so exhausted. I don't know if I did. And I always brought my bike in. It was a gift from my boyfriend. It was important to me to have. And I went outside and laying there on the ground was my bike lock and my bike was gone. And with all of the overwhelm of school and just everything that was happening, I melted down. It was just, I was, I was so completely done. So I went into my apartment. I called my professor and I said, look, I can't come in and write this final. Like, I'm sorry. If I have to redo the class, I have to redo the class. But thankfully I was, I, I was a 90s student in that class and she forgave the, the exam. And so I did fine, but I went home and I went straight to the doctor and, and he put me on medication. And so that was the beginning of me being on medications. So I was on medication for a short time and said, Oh, I don't need this anymore. I, I I'm fine. You know, and I ended up getting married the next year and, and everything was going well. Then we tried to have children and I had a miscarriage. And you know, your hormones, when you have a miscarriage, your hormones just go crazy. But we wanted so badly to have a baby. And so we we just kept trying and got pregnant again right away. And thankfully, we had a beautiful baby boy. And then, of course, we wanted more. And so over the next couple of years, we were trying and I had two more miscarriages. and, And again, my hormones were just going crazy. And and not realizing, you know, you really should wait a little bit longer in, the time, in between times, but we just wanted so badly to have another baby. So uh, four years after my son was born, my daughter was born and, you know, such a joyful time. And, and it wasn't long after that, that I started to go into a tailspin again of, 
of some depression and anxiety. And I probably had anxiety throughout all of that and just not knowing how to deal with that, but looking, always looking into the future and what could go wrong and what's, what's what I'm not doing right. Or, and um, so then in my, after my daughter was born, I was on medication again. And this time I was on medication for 11 years and my dosage would go up or my dosage would go down depending on how I was dealing with situations. And, and I several times wanted to go off of it and was encouraged not to because, you know, it's just, it's helping me. And so I started to read mindset books and I, and I read umpteen mindset books and actually probably well over a hundred mindset books. Wow. And yes, like I've, I have read so, so many and, and I would glean bits and pieces from each one. And I would really work on those, those things from each one for a short time and then wondered why I wasn't fixed. You know, I worked on this, right? But I didn't keep following it. I didn't keep following along. And then I would go to courses. So energy courses and, and sound bowl healing and tuning forks and, all sorts of courses that I've taken to try to help myself. And then one day I was in such a bad place that, you know, I, I was so distraught and this was probably about five or seven years ago that I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And I was divorced now by this time because when I don't know how to deal with my depression and anxiety. I don't know how my partner could possibly know how to help me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was such an up and down all the time, not knowing what, what was coming next. I didn't want to go to work. I wanted to just lay in bed. You know, there were lots of times like that. Um, Very classic signs, right? Absolutely. Yes. And so one day I just, I, I showed up, I said, enough is enough. And I walked into my bathroom and I wrote on my mirror using my lipstick, which I wasn't using to make myself pretty because there was none of that happening. So I wrote on my mirror with my lipstick, I wrote, I'm enough. And I looked at it and I was ugly crying. Like I was, it wasn't just a little bit of tears. It was like sobbing. And I made myself say that. I couldn't look at myself, but I made myself say, I'm enough. And I did that for a couple of weeks. And after a couple of weeks, I could do it without crying. And after about three weeks, I was actually looking in the mirror and saying it. And I was starting to believe it. And I wasn't believing that I was enough for everybody and everything, but I was believing that I was enough to get through that moment. I was believing I was enough to get through breakfast and I was enough to get through a half a day. And then I was enough to get through a full day. And then I was enough for me. I was enough for the people around me. I was enough for, you know, and it just kept growing and growing. And as I was doing that, I was adding little things in. So Every day then when I woke up, I was doing, I, I was being grateful. You know, I am grateful for, and, and whether it was for waking up today or for the comfortable bed I'm sleeping in or for the sunshine or for my children, 
whatever it was, I would do that gratitude before I got myself out of bed. And then it, it became such a routine and habit that it, then it followed me into the shower. You know, I'm grateful for this hot water. I'm grateful for, and it just kept going. And then I made sure that I was eating healthy. I was eating a healthy breakfast. I was taking vitamins that I needed to be taking. I was, I was doing things for me that were positive. And, and then I started to remember a lot of the things that were happening in the books that I was reading and started to use a lot of that stuff. Louise Hay, that's the, where I got the grateful, the being gratitude or the gratitude and being grateful for everything around me. Um, and with Tony Robbins, the piece that was really important for me was when I put meaning to something, I need to really think about whether that meaning actually belongs to that situation or if it's a meaning that is linked to something that happened in the past that feels similar. Good point. Now, can you give an example of that for us? Sure. Um, let me just think for a moment. So, so when uh, recently a friend of mine, I was taking a course and I started taking the course and a friend of mine said to me, oh, good for you. You're going to learn a lot in that course. And it's okay if you don't finish it. You'll still learn a lot anyway. And in the past, like my partner would often say to me, my, my ex-husband would often say to me, well, I don't know why you're starting that. You won't finish it anyway. And so it was, it was always given to me as a negative, right? But this friend that I have, does a lot of training and shows people that they're awesome, even if they don't finish things, that that might not be their strength. Their strength might be starting it, getting as much as they need from it, and then moving on. And so he didn't mean anything negative by it, but the meaning that I put onto it was the meaning that I would get when I was married of, you know what, you're not going to finish it anyway. Why are you starting it? You know, so I was putting a completely different meaning on it which then gave me an emotion that was a negative emotion. Then I'm upset with this person when he in fact was trying to just support me and help me and saying, you know what, this is good for you. I'm glad you're doing this. And don't worry, don't beat yourself up if you don't finish it because that's okay. And so I was putting the wrong meaning onto it, which then gave me the reaction of, you know what, you're, you're being rude. I'm not talking to you. Right. Yeah. Whereas I just needed to flip the meaning because the meaning wasn't what I was giving it. Right. So when I think about things that are happening in situations that I'm in, I really do stop now. And I think about what's the meaning that I'm, I'm attaching to this. Is it the meaning that I really need to give to this? You know? That makes an awful lot of sense because what we hear when someone like your ex-husband made that statement, that's a pattern that you had shown him. Right. And he was just drawing attention to it. Yes. But it's your choice as to whether you get upset by it or just process right. it in a different way. Look at it in a different light. Right. Decide whether it should affect you or it shouldn't. And it's just someone else making a statement. Mm -hmm. Right. And my friend was making the statement, yeah. trying to tell me that I'm awesome. 
regardless if I, if I finish it or not, like, and that's his thing, right? You're awesome. No matter who you are, or what, how, if you finish it or not, you're awesome anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And, and maybe, maybe you weren't supposed to take, maybe, you know, you want to say the universe, but maybe the universe had decided that you didn't need that entire course. The bit of information that you needed was in this section. Right. And, and that could have been, and I did finish the course and I'm, and I'm doing well with what I've taken from the course. And, and, you know, I celebrate that. And I do believe that the universe is always vying to do me well. Like it's always, it's always on my side. I was supposed to do a live event uh, on Monday and it didn't happen. And the reason that it didn't happen is because my name um, on my zoom is different than the name that I, that I go by now. And so they didn't realize that I was there. And when, I, when that happened, it was like, you know what? It's the universe telling me this isn't the right time for this. It's not supposed to happen right now. Yeah. And so when I did that, then I'm okay with it. Had I not given it that meaning, had I given it the meaning of, oh my gosh, this is awful, it's horrible that this happened, then I would have put myself into a really bad space. Yeah, probably would have been a bit of a tailspin. And then, right. you know, if you all of a sudden had gotten, gotten on to the live event, could you imagine the way you would have been presenting would not have been good either. Right. Possibly. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, it's so incredible. And you actually changed a habit. So there you go. That yes. was a pattern, I should yes. say. So, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. So and there's so much that I've, that I've gotten from, from, the books that I've read and the courses I've been to, I, I have been to see Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey and Deepak Chopra and Dr. Joe Dispenza and the meditations that I do. And there's just so much that a person can do to get them themselves into a state of mind that is positive. It's a mind shift, right? It is. And Pam, Tamala, what would you think would be three easy steps for someone to do in order to change their mindset? If they were to come to you today, you know, what would you tell them? Right. Well, I guess one, the biggest one is gratitude. Being grateful for everything that you have and anything that you have, whether it is, you know, your, your hearing, your sight, you know, anything, literally the, the table that you're sitting at, the cup you're drinking from, being grateful for Anything and everything brings more things to be grateful for. Because when you put out positive energy, that's what you get back. Absolutely. When you put out negative energy, that's also what you get back. So, so being aware of that energy. Um, unpacking your judgment of yourself. You know, being okay that, you know what, I failed at this. You will, you will never learn and grow if you don't fail at things that's right it is how we learn right it is how we grow it is, is by failing or making a mistake as long as you do learn something from it right that's key as, absolutely and yeah. so you if if you if you learn from it you really didn't fail and but unpacking the judgment of yourself for having done something that maybe wasn't perfect or exactly how you wanted it to turn out right yeah. so if you can, if you can be grateful for things, unpack the judgment on yourself and just be loving to yourself. Be kind. T tell yourself in the mirror, I'm enough. I love you. You know, 
and it's okay. And at first it might not feel comfortable, but now I walk into the, I walk into my bathroom. This sounds crazy, but I walk into my bathroom and I'm, Hey, good morning, beautiful. Uh, There you go. There you go. Because I like, it's, it's one of those things that I don't have somebody else here to say it to me all the time. And so if I can say it to myself and it helps me, fantastic. Absolutely. And you know, we were talking before we started the recording about my situation when I was young Mm -hmm. and, you know, being constantly told I was fat and I was ugly from the age of five all the way up. I believed that. Right. Honestly, I totally believed that. And it took me until I was part of that book, uh, Still Beautiful with Kelly Filardo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I was 56 years old before I could look at myself in the mirror straight into my own eyes and say, I love you. Look at those eyes. You have beautiful eyes. Like someone else's judgment I allowed to attach to me and kept it there for all those years. Right. It is, isn't it? It's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I allowed, I allowed myself to even think that or allow myself to go there. But we do, we judge ourselves based on what other people, how other people have judged us in the past. And I bet that anybody who's listening could ask their friends, family, coworkers, what's unique about them. And they would get so many positive remarks that it could lift their souls. And I've done that recently. And, and it was, it was, fabulous. It's, it's a great process to go through. I was just thinking that is a great exercise and everyone that's listening to that should do that today. Yeah. Just go and ask someone that you're around, someone that you care about, what, what do you like about me? What do you think is the best thing about me? Yes. And just soak up the answers and return it, return it to the other person, which is, you know, will make them you know, their soul sore as well. So yes, absolutely. So what's your, you talk about your energy and we know that positive attracts positive and negative will repel any positive. So we need to change that mindset. We need to change that energy delivery and energy that we possess within us. Because if we're, I know personally, if we're holding some negative episode or situation or act inside of ourselves. Oh, it can sit there and just fester and grow. And it just, it sucks the life out of you. Absolutely. It does. It sure does. So what's your daily energy routine? Like, what do you do? I make sure that in the morning, part of my, part of my morning routine is to ground myself. Mm. So so I, I bring in energy from above and I allow it to go through. And it's, it's, I picture a light about mm-hmm. oh, three, 400 feet above. And I picture this light coming in through the top of my head and going through my entire body, down through the soles of my feet, into the earth. And then I picture it swirling with this beautiful pink light inside of the earth. And then and it comes back up through my feet all the way up to my heart, and then I expand it out. So I expand, it'll, it'll swirl as a, a light a mm-hmm. sphere in my chest, and then it'll expand out into the universe. And, it's, and the whole time I'm thinking of love and sending that love out into the universe. 
And so then as I send that love out into the universe, the love comes back to me as well. Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, do you, I know we have Canadian winters, so it's not always easy mm -hmm. to do in the wintertime, but in the summertime, when it's nice out, do you go and stand in the grass or in the dirt? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I stand in the grass and I've got a, a garden in the back. And so I'm working in my garden too. And, and I try to do that barefoot as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a big tree in my backyard. <clears throat> Excuse me. And <clears throat> pardon me. I, I go and I hug that tree because the, the energy that you get from another living being, whether it's a person or a tree or whatever it is, can support you and ground you. And hugging a tree is really grounding. And so I will go do that a lot. That's beautiful. And that brings to mind a story that I heard years ago about um, a gentleman that came home from work every day and he would go out in his front yard before he walked in the door and he would touch mm. his tree and he'd stand there for a few minutes and then he would come in the house and he was just, you know, happy and present for his family and all that. And people watched him do this daily and they couldn't understand what he was doing. And finally someone asked him and he said, when I come home from work, that's called my worry tree. I just stand there and I let all the worries from the day just out of me and I store it there in the tree and I just go in my house and I am present and ready for my family and everything good that will come from that. So it's such a beautiful story. Yeah. I mean, you could go, I, there was another one similar that the gentleman would go back in the morning, touch the tree again and pick up his worries and take them back to work with him. Right. I don't know if that's so great or not. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's best to just let them go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great story. I love it. Yeah, it's there's so many different things. And, and you know, the grounding yourself in nature is so powerful because nature has its own energy levels and we have our own energy level and you know we right. vibrate on a certain level and mm -hmm. a friend of mm -hmm. mine knows exactly what that is and I can't tell you but mm -hmm. it, you know we we need that energy we are energy beings mm -hmm. and you know just to recenter refocus and reground yourself every day mm -hmm. beautiful yeah. gift you give yourself it is so important. And you know, the sending love is, is the highest frequency that we can be on. And so if you send that love out, you're sending the highest frequency out to the universe. And then that highest frequency will come back to you if you're really sending from a space of love. And so that's so, so important. That's what I try to do every day. Yeah. You also need to be almost open to it as well for mm -hmm. it to come back, right? Because Absolutely. I know for a lot of people that have gone through a lot of difficult things in their life, they, there aren't, they are not aware of how to be open to yeah. receive in a lot of cases. And it does take time, but absolutely, a, yeah, a lot of practice, a lot of working mm -hmm. to do, a lot of uh, um, exercises that are available for people like that have gone through difficult experiences to change absolutely. their mindset, right? Yes, absolutely, for sure. And, and I, not every day is a great day, right. but I do find great in every day. Well, so there are varying degrees of great, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. There's always something to be grateful for. And you know, emotion truly is a habit. And 
I used to really be grateful for that habit of depression and anxiety because it was comfortable for me. You know, it was comfortable to go back to that because that's what I knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so until I broke that emotional habit and I still work on that, I still work on, you know, what bringing, what is the meaning? What meaning am I giving to this situation? I, I work on that. And, and sometimes it's for weeks, I'll work on it daily and then I'm good for a while and then I'll be working on it daily again, but always reminding myself that I'm, I'm enough. I'm good enough. I am enough for whatever situation that I am in and whomever I'm with. And I do unpack pack that judgment um, when something goes wrong or I, I make a mistake. I unpack that judgment and I move on. You know, that must have been a difficult thing to unpack the judgment for a perfectionist. You know what? It truly <laughs> was. And, and it's interesting because there are people who think a perfectionist has everything in their life that has to be perfect. But perfectionism doesn't have to touch every area of your life. It can touch specific areas, right? And so, excuse me, the, the areas that it touched for me were areas that were about my brain and how I think and, and how, I, how I organize my thoughts on paper. And, and so, it was, it was really hard to unpack the judgment of, of not being perfect in the areas that I wanted to be perfect in. And that does take me, or used to put me into a tailspin when, when I couldn't be perfect in those areas. And, and I've learned to just say, oh, you know what? There aren't enough hours in the day some days to get everything done that I want to, and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was the same way. Um, oh, multiple perfectionist on every count you could possibly think of before. Um, you know, my house had to be absolutely spotless. My former husband used to complain that it was too clean. Don't know whatever that meant. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it was, I was always spending my time cleaning. And if it was not my satisfaction, it wasn't good for anybody else either. So I did it to myself. Right. And then after I had my car accident, I could not physically do what I used to do. So I had to change not only my habits of cleaning the house, but also my mindset around, you know what, if I don't do that today, it's okay. Right. Yes. It's okay. And I don't care because mm -hmm. it's okay for my husband and I, we're okay with it. I'll clean when I, you know, I decide if I'm going to expend that energy right doing that or would i rather go out and walk the dogs <laughs> mm -hmm. right. situation right absolutely but you know, the other thing that i really learned was letting letting go of expectations that i had of others yeah because just thinking about the situation of cleaning you know if i had expectations of somebody else to clean the specific way that i cleaned i would always be disappointed and so knowing that the expectation that I have on somebody else puts pressure on them and disappoints me, I need to just let go of expectations and allow them to do it their way because their way isn't wrong. It's just different. It's just different. You're right. And for a while, when we moved to our house that we're in now, I did have a cleaning person that came in and uh, <laughs> you talk about perfection. I, she was an excellent cleaner. And then I would come home and say, Oh, she missed that. 
Oh, look at that. Oh my God. She, she's got streaks on the floor. Then I decided, what am I doing? I'm just driving myself crazy. I should just be grateful that I have someone that will do this job for me. Certainly. And I'm employing someone at the same time. So, yeah. So it's, it's all in how we process and, and what we think about and, you know, the perfectionist thing has to stop. It's not healthy (laughs) in any way. (laughs) You're right. Absolutely. So Tamla, what is your why in what you do and in your life? What's the why behind you? Well, the why for me right now, because I've just started to, to work with people and, and do some coaching and, and do some, some workshops for people. The why right now is so that other people can know that they don't need to be in, in a state of anxiety and depression and, and that there are ways that they can support themselves and, and that they're awesome. You know, they're, they're truly awesome. And I have a lot of squirrels that go around in my brain. Like I, there are thoughts that go different ways on any given occasion. And so my, my big thing is it's okay. I'm awesome. My squirrels are awesome. And I, I can, I can focus on things when I need to focus on them and I can support myself. I can support other people in moving forward on this journey. And so I do have uh, a new, it's brand new, a brand new Facebook group page that is called the Transformational Squirrel Network. And (laughs) thank you. And people can access it through my personal profile page. It's a, it's a private Facebook page. So they have to access it through Tamala Apple and Apple is spelled A-P-P-E-L. Perfect. And I will share that when your segment is posted. I think that's great. You know, and you're talking about squirrels. I'm, I'm as bad. Um, <laughs> it's, it's gotten worse since my accident, of course. But, but you know what? I think the creative side has come out more since yeah. the head injury and all that sort of thing. So sometimes I think squirrels are good because that could be your next sparkly uh, episode of brilliance. Absolutely. You don't know. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. I think that it's fabulous. They, these squirrels that jump around, they teach me a whole lot of stuff and I do, I am, I am creative. And so that does help with my creativity for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And it's fun to uh, sit and explore the squirrels as it were, you know, because like I say, you just never know if that one is going to be the right thing or, you know, oh, well, we have a lot of them and it's okay. But yeah. we decide which squirrel is best for us and uh, Absolutely. have fun with it. You know, that's what life is all about is, is enjoying and living and being free of all these difficult things because they yeah. just hold us back, right? I agree. Absolutely. So, so Tamla, tell our guests, listeners, excuse me, how we can get in touch with you. The best way to get in touch with page so just my Facebook profile Tamala Apple yeah that's perfect that's perfect and like I say when your uh, segment is posted we'll have all of your contact information there and listeners really get in touch with Tamala I think she is a brilliant lady and I I look forward to uh, speaking with you again because I think we have an an awful lot in common in what we do and Mm -hmm. uh, you know helping individuals see that they're worthy they're they're worth 
um, everything that is written down for them in life. You know, we're so worth anything and everything. We just don't know it sometimes. Absolutely. And you know what? You can have so many people. I had so many loving people telling me that on a regular basis, family members, friends, but until you believe it yourself, you, you don't believe it, right? Yeah, you, you, you hear it, but it doesn't really apply to me kind of thing until right. you really feel it in here. And yes, that's when the beauty comes out. Absolutely. Right? Yes, for sure. That I look is- forward to collaborating with you on something. Boy, this is- <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that as well. Let's, let's talk about that. So listeners, get in touch with Tamala. I think she is a brilliant lady and I believe she's a lot of fun to work with because we've been having a great conversation and it's light and it's happy and it's airy and not in a bad way. Uh, it's great because we need to have fun in our lives. We need to keep it light and that will help us focus on the positives. And keep our energy going. Right. Perfect. Well, thank Thank you so much, Teresa. Oh, you're very welcome. I am so glad we got to do this. Finally, it's been a bit of a challenge, but we got it done. And I'm so grateful. So listeners, get in touch with Tamala. I think this is going to be so informative for all of you. And thank you again for listening to Powering Through Life. That brings to a close another inspiring segment on Powering Through Life. Thank you to my incredible guests for sharing their wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Join me again next time for more real stories designed to motivate and inspire. Listeners, you can get in touch with me on Facebook and LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. You may also reach me at my website, which is www.teresasims.com. Keep in touch and let's keep the conversation going.